Hello, and welcome to the Lancet Oncology in Conversation with podcast. It's August 2023, and I'm Ali Landman, the Deputy Editor. This month, I'm joined by Dr. Shusong Han, the Scientific Director of Health Services Research at the American Cancer Society, to discuss her paper on changes in cancer diagnoses and stage distribution during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic in the USA. Dr. Han, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let's just start by having you briefly describe the background and design of your study and what the most salient results were. Sure. Uh, I believe everyone still remembers vividly what happened over three years ago when the COVID-19 pandemic emerged. There were stay-at-home orders, healthcare capacity constraints, fears of infection, and inevitably, healthcare disruptions that occurred all over the world, including care for cancer screening and diagnosis. Timely diagnosis and catching cancer at an early stage is especially important because that's when treatment is most effective for a better prognosis and longer survival. In the U.S., there are studies that identify declines in newly diagnosed cancer cases among selected populations in 2020, the first year of the pandemic. But the impact on cancer burden nationally was unknown until now due to lack of data. So in this study, we used a recently released nationwide cancer registry database to comprehensively evaluate changes in cancer diagnosis and the stage distribution during the first year of the COVID pandemic by cancer type and by key social demographic factors. The main findings of our study are, we found that following the declaration of the COVID-19 pandemic in March, 2020, monthly adult cancer diagnosis decreased by over half in April 2020 compared with April 2019. And they recovered to near pre-pandemic levels by December 2020 nationwide. The largest decrease in numbers of cancer diagnosis was for stage one, resulting in a higher proportion of late stage diagnosis in 2020 compared with 2019. This pattern was observed for nearly all cancer types and most prominently for individuals who were Hispanic, Asian American, and Pacific Islanders, uninsured, or residents of socioeconomically deprived areas. Reductions in cancer screening and delays in cancer diagnosis due to COVID-19 have been reported worldwide. How do the data in the USA compare with other high-income countries, such as those in Europe? Uh, the overall patterns are very similar. Steepest decline in diagnosis occurred in April of 2020, rebounding from May onward, although still lower than pre-pandemic. The exact extent of the underdiagnosis varies by country. For example, in our National Cancer Registry data, we found a annual decrease by about 15% cancer cases in the U.S., in 2020 compared with 2019, compared with 12% in England and 6% in Canada reported from their cancer registration statistics. In your paper, you discuss how U.S. National Cancer Database data coverage and under-ascertainment was a limitation of your study. For example, your results show that Hispanic and Asian American and Pacific Islander groups were among the most affected by the COVID-19 pandemic 
yet 75% of cancer diagnoses in the database were non-Hispanic whites. So what are the implications of these limitations on your results? And what improvements to the database do you think are needed in the future? First, let me clarify. The 75% cancer diagnosis of non-Hispanic white individuals was not a result of limitation in the data. It's a reflection of the U.S. racial ethnic makeup. Currently, non-Hispanic white is still the largest racial ethnic group in the U.S. It accounts for about 70% of the adult cancer population. Although there were much fewer Hispanic and Asian American and Pacific Islander individuals compared to non-Hispanic white individuals, accounting for about 7% and 4% of the adult cancer population respectively. We were still powered to detect the large declines of cancer diagnosis and the changes in the stage distribution in these groups, given that our nationwide data captures 70% of all the new cancer cases in the U.S. The large sample size and the inclusion of people from every state is an advantage of our data. When we refer to the limitation of data coverage and under ascertainment, we meant the potential selection bias that limits the generalizability of our findings. This is because the National Cancer Database is a hospital-based cancer registry, capturing all cancer cases treated in over 1,500 hospitals that received the Commission on Cancer accreditation in the U.S. Those individuals with cancer who were not seen at the accredited hospitals may have a lower socioeconomic status or maybe more medically underserved compared to those who are in the database. Although previous evaluations showed similar demographic and clinical characteristics in the National Cancer Database with the population-based registry data. In contrast, a population-based central cancer registry collects information on almost all cancer cases in the population, and the findings would be generalizable to the population covered by the registry. However, population-based cancer registry data for 2020 were not available at the time of our analysis. Now the population-based data are released we hope to follow up with the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on cancer care and outcomes using these data in the future. How do you think the phasing out of the insurance provisions that were put in place during the pandemic will affect future cancer care in the USA? That's a very important question. As you may know, in the U.S., near universal health insurance coverage is available for people older than 65 through the federal Medicare program, but not for people younger than 65. Most of the younger adults receive private health insurance through employers, and the federally aided state-operated Medicaid program provides insurance coverage for low-income people with income eligibility varying by state. Before the pandemic, about one out of 10 individuals in the U.S. were uninsured for whom access to health care is a huge problem, and the studies have consistently shown worse cancer care and outcomes, such as later stage diagnosis, delays in treatment, shorter survival associated with the uninsurance. During the pandemic, although unemployment rates increased and many lost their employer-sponsored insurance, the uninsured rate among Americans actually didn't increase. 
largely thanks to the Medicaid continuous enrollment provision under the Families First Coronavirus Response Act that they enacted in early 2020. And they required a state Medicaid program to keep beneficiaries continuously enrolled until the end of the COVID-19 public health emergency in exchange for enhanced federal Medicaid matching funding. This provision expired on March 31st of 2023. And as part of this unwinding, millions of Americans are expected to lose their Medicaid coverage and become uninsured. We are worried that coupled with other lasting pandemic-related barriers to care, this unwinding in Medicaid insurance coverage may affect the cancer diagnosis and the stage distribution, as well as downstream outcomes of survival and mortality in the following years. While states' efforts to promote continuity of coverage are required, we also recommend cancer screening and early detection programs paying more attention to the populations at a greater risk of losing Medicaid coverage with this provision ending, such as individuals with limited English proficiency and people with disabilities. So relatedly, what do you feel is the current status of cancer screening and diagnosis in the USA right now in 2023? And what are your recommendations going forward? Well, as shown in our data and others, cancer screening and diagnosis have been rebounding since the later months of 2020. But have they returned to pre-pandemic level in 2023? We cannot tell because data are not available yet. Although we know there have been return to screening campaigns and the routine checkups, doctor visits and examinations are returning to normal. So my first recommendation going forward would be ongoing monitoring of the lasting impact of the pandemic on cancer screening, diagnosis, treatment, survival, mortality, and the economic burden as data mature. Another consideration is that although the pandemic ended, the problems with disparities exposed by the pandemic did not. Our study clearly showed disparities in underdiagnosis of early stage disease by race and ethnicity, insurance status, and area level socioeconomic deprivation. Going forward, efforts are required to mitigate these disparities or target the medically underserved. For example, tailored programs re-engaging the Hispanic and Asian and Pacific Islander communities to return to screening and primary care, continuing efforts to increase insurance coverage and access to care at all levels possible, the federal, state, and local policy levels, as well as employers who can provide health insurance coverage and paid sick leave for their workers. Additionally, efforts will be needed to address social determinants of health and health-related social needs, such as food insecurity, housing instability, and transportation barriers to care. So quite a lot of more work to be done then. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Han. Thank you for having me. You can read Dr. Han's article online now at thelancet.com. Thank you to Dr. Han, and thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the Lancet Oncology Podcast wherever you usually get your podcasts.